Welcome, everybody, back to the final character episodes of Stranger Damies. Um, we've already gone through Anthony's character, Dan's character, Jonathan's character. And this week, um, we have a, a special uh, double character episode here. Um, just because uh, there are only four Wednesdays in uh, February, um, so we couldn't do five weeks of this. Uh, so I thought we'd uh, do... Uh, Tom and Jen's characters uh, last year um, together. Um, so if this is a slightly extra longer episode than before, I apologize, but there will be a lot of good stuff from what I've heard uh, tangentially from both of them. Um, <laughs> so, um, guys, the first question, I open it up as I've done for every character interview um, so far here. What was the difference uh, this time around creating a character um, from the uh, the first time you did it, or the times you've done it for a one shot, what was different for campaign two character? Should I go? Jen, first? Yeah, go ahead and go <laughs> first, Jen. So um, I did not write a novel. I'll start off by saying that I did not write the uh, an ancestral history of my character's people. <laughs> I did not come up with another language. <laughs> um, I actually. <laughs> spent a lot of time thinking about what kind of a character I would like to commit potentially two years to. Um, where the first time around, I didn't really think about that as much as I just wanted to have a good time and come up with... Basically, yeah. my vision was of Arwen from Lord of the Rings, and then I just pieced together dragons, yeah. and, and we just went with it. But, um, yeah, I, I, I really focused on coming up with a character that I was going to want to commit two years to, like I said. And I wanted to do something pretty different from my last character too, without being um, super cliche. And you'll, I guess, you'll start realizing what I mean once I start talking more about my character. Um, but yeah, that was that was my that was my angle was to try not to make it extremely in depth to kill Mark, <laughs> um, and just yeah, try to be try to be different. So that was my angle. Yeah, Jen's first character as uh, Akara from Campaign One. Um, was written with a lot of, like she said, a lot of backstory and stuff, and a, a lot of things that a uh, DM would do, essentially when creating a world. So that's why I've also been nudging a little bit that she should create a little bit of a one-shot world or something, um, because <laughs> she created a language, which is something you do not need to do as a player character. I have no um, idea at all. <laughs> so um, I, it's fine. It, yeah. I, I was able to use a good bit of it, but not all of it. Yeah. Um, uh, Tom, um, I know uh, you wanted to go a little bit different um, than the, the the bill for Tiresias last time. Just to you know, talk about that and you know what went into um, your new character. So yeah, um, uh, to you know, agree with Jen, I, I kind of wanted to do something different. I I, I kind of want to do something different, but I kind of don't at the same time. If that makes sense, I like the I like the Tiresias character, but. I did want to have some, you know, different characteristics to him uh, this time around. Uh, I went from being a character that's going to, that used a lot of weapons and and could handle weapons to someone who doesn't use any. So I thought, and I also wanted to plan ahead because with Tiresias I did not plan anything because it was my first time playing D and D and I had no idea what to expect. Now I have a better idea of what to expect, so I can kind of piece together what I want to do in the future and um, choosing a completely different class and a different race 
uh, will definitely e expand the experience for me. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's all I've wanted, um, as I said in the previous interviews, is just to um, see you guys grow as, you know, tabletop uh, players, you know, whether we would have done D&D again or some other, you know, tabletop rule set or something. Just the idea that you're actually thinking about it and not just, you know, trying to, you know, just go off the cuff or things like that um, just shows a lot of growth. And I'm really happy about that, um, especially um, given uh, the experience you had. If you guys hadn't grown like that, I'd be a little worried uh, <laughs> <laughs> that that maybe we should find a different player. But uh, thankfully, all of you have, have, have really gone that route. So we'll start off with... Um, We'll go. We'll go first um, with with Tom's character. Um, just to get that out of the way because he's a little more straightforward than than Jen's character is um, in this. So, uh, <laughs> Tom, um, uh, tell us your character and uh, just give a little brief description of what he looks like. Uh, my character's name is Ignatius Blitzer, Iggy for short. He, he's a he's a monk. Uh, he's also he's also a Goliath, but in our story he's half ice giant is what we're going with. Yeah. Uh, so if you've listened to Mark's world building episode, uh, basically he's he's on a a quest to find uh, a certain something. I don't want to spoil everything, so yeah. he's on a quest to find a certain something, uh, and he needs the help of folks like Jen's character to find said thing. So. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll kind of leave it there. He's 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 a large, large individual, with a with a long flowing cloak, with a hood, uh, bandaged up fists, and bandaged up feet. Nice. nice. And uh, what I know with Anthony's uh, interview thing, I was trying to do like or Dan's as like guess the character, but I think it's just easier to let you guys announce it. So, um, you know, what was behind, you know going with um your your goliath monk so what was the thought you know the size of goliaths aren't really thought to be you know the type for monks so what was your thought process there well my thought process was what's something that not everybody does so i want i wanted to be because being a big character is fun because it can make for a good story like when we're trying to sneak around and do stuff but i thought how can i make this character able to do those things even though he's gigantic. And I, I, so I went with Monk because they're usually pretty fast and pretty agile. So I wanted to incorporate that into a large character. Also, I had just finished like a couple months when, when we were doing the original uh, character building. I just finished Final Fantasy VII Remake and I had really enjoyed uh, playing as Tifa, who is a monk in Final Fantasy VII uh, Remake. Uh, and it just it it just the play style really felt good, and I wanted to kind of expand on that feeling. Yeah, and it's good that we have another another big character just because Jonathan's robot. If there was ever a situation where, because he's going to be the loudest out of any of you, yeah, he, he is he is a robot. Um, <laughs> so you know somebody would have to be able to pick him up or carry him if needed. True. <laughs> <In> <laughs> situations. Um, not that you guys would ever, you know, would think or would even need to do that, but just, you know, if you all were like five foot, 10 humans, mm -hmm. and you have this seven foot robot, you know, it's, 
You'd have to yeah, roll could, really high on those strength checks. Yeah. It could <laughs> cause lots of problems. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. So uh, my next uh, question, you know, a little bit of the boring stuff here. Um, so what is your five scores? Uh, I'm sorry, six scores. Um, six scores. Yeah, your strength, oh. dexterity, all that stuff. Okay. Let me know when you're ready. Go ahead. Strength is plus four. No, no, you're the number, not the plus. Oh, okay, you just want the you just want yep, the number. Yep. Strength fifteen, dexterity fourteen, constitution thirteen, intelligence fifteen, wisdom eight, charisma ten. Okay. Yeah, so uh what was the you don't have to give away all of it, but what was the idea behind the wisdom getting the negative stat? Because I never, for whatever reason in the last uh, campaign, wisdom for me never really worked out all that well. Even when I needed to use it, and I never, it never really got, got me anywhere. So I feel like being intelligent in the moment is more than being intelligent in the past. Yeah. At least for this campaign, what I'm trying to accomplish in this campaign so I feel like being more being more intelligent on my feet at the time would help out more than being uh, wise of the past. Got it. And um, just going through your character sheet here. Um, so the thing with monks, as most people out there know who either played monks or have listened to Campaign 2 of Critical Role, um, the thing... There's one aspect you need to keep track of, and I want to know how excited you are about key points. <laughs> I'm so excited to have to keep track of one other thing. It's great. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I guess key points, it, it'll, it'll definitely keep me more involved during battle rather than just being like, all right, I'm just going to slice this dude up over and over and over. It'll, it'll, have, it'll make me need to have a little more strategy instead of just being a, t a total tank and taking everything out in two two or so blows. Yeah, yeah, and uh, have you uh, have you been um, trying to think of the right word? Um, have you been excited about any ex any ex like single uh, thing you can do with your key points yet? <sighs> I, not really, just because I, I haven't been super exposed to monks. I know you've played a couple monks in our uh, one-shots, but yeah. um, I don't know a lot about the class. So I'm kind of learning on my feet, but I'm kind of... I've been trying to, you know, get up to speed on monks, but I'm I'm pretty excited because they can do so, so much with so little if that makes sense yeah yeah and that's the uh that's the thing i would tell you homework before the session which is only in a couple of days um mm -hmm. from when we're recording this um uh, study up on what you can use your key points on because there will be a couple of them that will stand out that you will use in early levels a lot mm -hmm. so um just from experience of watching other monks and playing one um yeah so uh what what weapons do you have um, I know most of the time monks do use their fists, but you are allowed to carry a weapon with you. Um, what did you go with? Did you go traditional, or 
Did you go a little off the beaten path for for a moment? A little bit. I uh, I have darts for a ranged attack and a short sword for uh, melee if necessary. Yeah. So, no bow staff or or quarter staff as they're called in the game. Um. All right. All right. I see. So you're mostly going to, you know, the short sword would only be for if you want to do lethal damage, I guess. Um, yeah. I I see. I I know a lot of monks use like the quarter staff or the bow staff, but I really wanted to, in the beginning at least, use fists and yeah. and uh, kicks and things of yeah. that nature. Yeah, my comment was not saying you should have went one way or the other with it. <laughs> okay. It's just most of them like to do a lot of blunt damage. Yeah. Fist and quarter staffs or clubs and stuff like that Yeah. Um, with, with monks. So having one that has a, a sharpened weapon, um, you know, is interesting and you know, um, could be fun to watch in battle. Um, I can tell you as a DM, one of my favorite things about your character is your under 10 passive perception. So that should be fun. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. <laughs> just just going to leave that out there for the audience. Um, all right. Is there any other uh, equipment stuff you want to mention? Anything uh, you're excited yeah. about in terms of... Um, I know yes. let everyone pick at least one magic item. Um, yes. you know, just go ahead. My, and... my magic item seems super awesome for a monk. I'm using gloves of missile snaring. So I'm going to be the badass that can catch an arrow or a bolt of some sort if necessary. Uh, I I really think that that kind of fits into like the uh, martial arts type type of character that I am. Yeah. Being able to catch something moving super fast. Nice. I'm pretty well, excited. Pairing are, are pretty fun. Especially if you if you roll, I believe if you roll a natural twenty, you can throw it back. That's awesome. Um, I believe that's in there. Um, so uh, the final, um, boring stuff before we get a little bit deeper into anything you want to talk about backstory wise. Um, just give the folks out there your hit points and armor class. I have twenty one hit points and I have an AC of twelve. Yeah. So. Uh, I don't, yeah, we should just we should just do your character this half and Jen not go back and forth. Sure. I was thinking about going back and forth, but I'm like that would be just confusing. So um, I know you mentioned some backstory stuff. Um, yes. Is there anything in particular that you want to tell the audience that you haven't already? Um, you know about uh, your character, either uh, backstory wise or maybe something on his physical appearance. Um, that might make them stand out. You know, just just any little thing that you haven't mentioned yet. Well, basically, he's kind of um, akin to a mud blood in Harry Potter. Kind of doesn't get that much respect from either side um, of of his uh, family lineage. So he's just his his main quest is to try to gain that respect from all 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 of his family. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, before we switch over to Jen, um, any, uh, final thoughts on anything on character building, your excitement for this campaign, anything you're, um, you know, want to talk about in, in terms of, uh, you know, before we go into our session? 
Uh, I'm just afraid because I haven't tried out a voice yet, and I'm I I know every and I I went from being the only person doing a voice to one of the only people who doesn't have a voice figured out. So uh, okay. I'm a little afraid of that. But other than that, I think I'm good to go. That's fine. Uh, Sam Regal famously came up with his not voice on the spot. Did he? Re- I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a great scene. If if anybody watches, could roll out there. You know, um, not saying you have to go through all 100 episodes of Campaign 2 or Campaign... But the first episode, when his character's introduced and he does that voice, none of them have heard it before. And he just goes, yes, motherfuckers, I'm going to be doing this for two years. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing. And it's just, it's so good. It's such a great moment. Um, So, yeah. So, uh, unlike Jonathan, you're not going to reveal your voice here. No, Uh, no. No, I honestly think... um, Jonathan just wanted to have someone else hear it before the <laughs> the thing. I think that was the whole reason it was on there. Um, was he just wanted to make sure that if he had to make a change, he could make it before the session, before he had to commit. So I think everybody else is sort of just doing a, a normal, just an accent if they're doing one. You know, so it's not like they have to, he's going yep. something. Mine's not going to be too different from my normal voice. It'll be a little different, but it's not going to, I'm not doing an accent and all that other stuff this yeah. this time yeah. it, it it started to hurt after a while especially when we did like the four hour long sessions yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so uh yeah so that was uh ignatius iggy blitzer <laughs> um a goliath monk um and if for if you're tuning into this one as your first uh one of these um Welcome. I don't know why you chose this one and specifically, <laughs> but um, they're Jen, all starting they at level three. They, they chose it for the two for one special. Yes. <laughs> yes. Got a lot of people that like deals out there. Uh-huh. <laughs> so everybody is starting off at level three. So if you're wondering why some stats were a little higher than normal, um, especially when we, um, if you're listening back to older episodes or when we get into Jen's um, character, that, that's why. So, um, all right, so without further ado, um, Jen, mm-hmm. um, introduce us to your character and just a quick name and, and what do they look like? So my character's name is Surreal Black. She is a Kalistar uh, warlock, and she also is a pirate. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where I where I was going when I said the whole try not to be super typical and you know cliche to what a pirate would normally be. Yeah. Um, so she, and maybe this will shock you guys, she's got brown hair, <laughs> no, no crazy colors, it's not shaved on the side. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> kind of like a sun-kissed brown, because she's always in the sun. Um, she has mainly black leather trimmed in gold, with like gold metal accents. She, she's kind of gaudy, but not... Not like that. She, I mean, she this is, sounds like a pirate to me. Yeah, yeah. She's she's a pirate. She's got taste. She's not like over the top gaudy. Okay. Um, but her her color scheme is really just black with gold accents and then some red silks. Um, she's got the typical uh, the typical the off the shoulder shirt. She's got a cropped leather jacket. She's got the uh, the waist cincher, the belt with all her stuff hanging from yeah. it, the high boots. You know. Um, you guys will see artwork on everyone eventually, everyone's characters when I get around to finishing them. But um, she has uh, freckles. She has tan skin. Um, sometimes wears a hat, but not all the time. Um, I think that's pretty much 
her appearance for the most part. Um, she's five foot nine and she's twenty eight years old. Okay. Jen, I have one question for you. Yes. <laughs> Is she the greatest pirate of all time? Of course. Okay. Yeah. That's all, all I needed to know. <laughs> yeah. So just to let you know, since you did put it out into the world, you will have to notify everyone when or when not you do have a hat on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. So. I also have a very specific hairstyle in my mind, so <laughs> I don't know how deeply we need to go into it without people, you know, just being able to see it, but... can be as, as simple as I put my hat on. Okay. And then I yeah, know well, when you're walking around town, you have a hat on at okay. that point. <laughs> Jen, this just means that you have to have your character drawn by the time the first episode comes out. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Well, if I'll you, do my you, best. If you don't already have it drawn. Yeah. Yes. Yep, so, uh, okay, let's get to the boring stuff. Okay. Um, read me off your uh, ability score numbers. So strength, I'll start from smallest to largest. Strength is an 11. Um, dexterity is a 13. Charisma is a 15. Uh, intelligence and wisdom are both 16s. And then con is 17. Yes. And uh, as we found out in episode one, um, these are rerolled stats, aren't yes. they, Jen? Yes, they are, because <laughs> I have spent two years thinking that you rolled a d20 when you rolled your character stats. So, literally, I had Dan, and he doesn't even remember being my witness, but I swear, he witnessed me rolling. It was a natural 20, then two 19s, then I think my lowest score was like a 16 or something like that. It was ridiculous. Yeah. And Mark was, was looking over, or we were talking about it, and he was like, ah... Uh, that doesn't sound right, because you can only roll the 18 is the yeah. highest that you can roll. Yeah. So I'm like, well, how? I mean, I rolled the D20, whatever. And he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you did. So it was, a it was a learning moment. That yeah. whole, you know, like, we're still new and we're making mistakes. And yeah. That's still happening after two yeah. years. Yeah, my ears perked up when I heard 19. Yeah. I was like, hmm, either she has a high racial bonus to that stat, <laughs> which could happen. You could roll yeah. a 14 and... Not and one of your rates could have a plus three or four, and you go over the eighteen. Right. Um, but yeah, I was like, hmm. And then all of them started coming in high, and I'm like, I don't. Yeah. So yeah. So that was the thing is we found out talking to Dan that that we Hold got us. settled because as Jonathan said, listening through the Anthony and Dan's characters, because he did the point by system instead of rolling, um, which is a different way to do it. Um, that's a lot for character building if you know specifically what. Uh, what uh, abilities you want to be highlighted. So you buy high into those and then you'll have lower, lower ones yeah. for ones you don't want to use. So he knew that he needed strength in something else for sure to be a robot. And, you know, so he point he did the point buy for them. That's smart. So, um, yeah, and he was like, he was like, yeah, so apparently I'm going around with superhumans. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. what he said. Uh, <laughs> listening to those characters. But, um, yeah, so fairly high on a couple things. Um, is there, give me the reason behind, um, you know, not having either of your high numbers in strength or dex? Um, so I would have preferred to have higher dexterity at the very least. Um, but I really wanted to put, I wanted to put my highest number into constitution because she's going to be wearing a lot of leather and the armor is not great. Um, my, my armor class is only a 13 and I think that's like probably the max of what it could be. I mean, but just, just to let you know, yeah. and, and 
I don't know if you researched this or no. Your armor class is uh, done by your dexterity score. So yeah. if you do want to change these numbers uh, to give your dex higher, I'll give you, once we start the game on Sunday, it's, you, locked, in. it's locked in. So just, I don't know if you knew that, but that your armor score could probably get slightly higher. Not a whole right. lot higher. Not a lot, yeah. Maybe like a 14 or 15. I'll think about it. I'll think about but it. Also, the main reason I ask for people out there listening who probably make characters before, most weapon types, the damage scores are strength or dex. So that was why I asked mm -hmm. uh, why, you know. Uh, but again, you can build your characters however you want. I'm just, some people have a thought process behind it. Like how Jonathan point bought because he knew what he, he needed right. there. But yeah, so like I said, and this goes for um, all the characters, even if we've already done the episodes, if they're all listening to this. If you want to change things, you can. Just let know as soon as the session starts, session one, everything's locked in. Can't change anything Yep. at that point. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, so is there anything in particular skill-wise or um, proficiency that you have that you were looking forward to? Yeah, so I wanted charisma to be high um, for persuasion purposes and that kind of stuff because she's a pirate and... I didn't want to take her on like the uh, the roguish type pirate route. I wanted to make her like a personality of yeah. sorts um, and confident. So I wanted charisma to be high. So you know I have in I have decent I have decent bonuses on on that kind of stuff. Um, and then because she's a warlock, I wanted I wanted to have a pretty good bonus on Arcana. Um, and then for investigation and wisdom, uh, investigation specifically, I have a plus five. Um, and actually, it's the same thing with Arcana. So she's a treasure hunter. She's a traveler. She's an explorer. So I wanted her to be able to know things through wisdom and also be able to find them in the moment. Yeah. So I put, you know, my next two highest into wisdom and intelligence. And then, like I said, I wanted charisma to be up there. And I also wanted to have as many hit points as I can get. So that's what left me with dex and yeah. strength. And you have to kind of, you know. Yeah. yeah. No, and listening to that makes me come from the opposite point of not changing your scores. Yep. Because it's a lot easier to add things. So right. if you want her initial um, abilities to be able to use what intelligence, wisdom, and charisma, those uh, those skills, mm -hmm. um, then you can sort of maybe uh, get away with a lower damage than normal. It's only going to be a couple points you wouldn't really right. you Plus know, notice it too much. Plus she's a magic user, so... You know, yeah, so... But, um, yeah, yeah. Hearing your explanation explains why your scores are the way you are. You don't have to change them if you don't want yeah, to. I think I'm but, good with it, but I appreciate the chance to change it. But, yeah, my <laughs> the only reason I brought it up was because of your armor class. It's because I wasn't sure if you knew dex affected that number. Yeah. Um, because most people wouldn't think. They would think constitution would be the thing that would... That would uh, but that's your hit points. Right. Constitution, uh, hit points. I'm yeah. very interested to see a magical pirate. <laughs> I mean, aren't never all pirates it. magical, Tom? I, yes. In their own special ways, but <laughs> I've never seen one cast, you know, firebolt on anybody before, so this should be interesting. She's got some tricks up her sleeve. Yes. Yeah, literally, so. literally? Literally up her... Well, she she has a... Yeah, she has she, sleeves. She has a jacket. She, yeah. Is she Gambit? Maybe, I don't know. I'm gonna oh, can you, do a New, can you do a New Orleans accent? Can you do that? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> 
I could try. That wasn't what I was going to go for, but... <laughs> um, so, weapon-wise, yes. what, what did you choose for cereal? Um, so, she cereal, has a short sword. Be- in my head, it's like a... What are they called? The swords that the pirates have? Like a swashbuckling sword? Yeah, I know what you're saying. Saber? A saber, yeah, something like that. But um, it's a short sword because that's the simple weapon a that she stiletto? can carry. I don't know what you're going for. I, I guess a saber is probably the best way to put it. Um, in my head, it actually has a bit of a curved blade, but that's getting very technical. And Sim- a scimitar? Yeah. It's a cross between, in my head, a scimitar and a, uh, and a, a saber. Falchion. A falchion? falchion? Is that how yeah. they say it? But she, it's technically a short sword. <laughs> <laughs> um, she also has two daggers, because I had to do that. And uh, a sickle, because I thought, how badass would it be to have a pirate unhook a sickle from her belt and just take a slash at you if you're pissing her off? Yeah. <laughs> so that's literally the only reason why I picked a sickle, because I'm like, that sounds really cool. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what was uh, your special um, item, equipment, or whatever? Mm-hmm. If you want to reveal it, you can. If not, you uh, can keep it a secret. So, well, we, we were able to pick... Two, right? Two, yeah. So I'll, I'll reveal them because it's, I mean, the, one of them was an absolute no brainer for me and it was also my favorite item of our last campaign. What kind of pirate would turn down a bag of holding yeah. for all of her treasure? Yeah. <laughs> so I have a bag of holding um, and then I also have a ring of mind shielding. Um, and my, my idea behind that was there may be times where she, you know, acts like an actual pirate, and in that case, she wants to prevent people from actually reading her true intentions. Whether or not that be her own friends eventually, or if it's just, you know, enemies. So I felt like that would be something, again, a pirate may want to consider having. Yeah. Um, and it sort of can tie into something else in her backstory that I won't talk about now, but it'll eventually come up. Yeah. Just to let you know, if you've listened to the episode, because he did reveal it as well. Um, Anthony's character also has a ring of mind shielding. Perfect. So, um, <laughs> yeah, you, you may want to have that play into a role play situation. Yep. Um, ring battles. Yeah. Or just for the sheer fact, uh, open that up for me. I don't know how deeply you read into it, but the third mm-hmm. paragraph. If you die while wearing the ring, your soul... Oh, yes. That was the other part that I liked. <laughs> yes. So if you die while wearing the ring, your soul enters it, unless it already has a soul in it. Hmm. Yeah. And then you can remain in the ring or depart for the afterlife. So that was to me, I mean, you're, you have like, if you die, especially when you're, you're squishy, you can at least have your soul in the ring. So obviously the rest of our party should find out about that for reasons. Yeah. Or maybe they don't find out until you die. Right. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Let's just hope right. she doesn't die. That would be yeah. helpful. Yeah. That, I mean, you guys can hope that. Um, <laughs> but the, um, that scares me, Mark. <laughs> we know how bad you want to kill someone on our in our campaign. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> my favorite part of this ring is um, the last two sentences of that paragraph. Jen. As long as your soul is in the ring, you can telepathically communicate with any creature wearing it, and the wearer cannot prevent the telepathic <laughs> communication. That's my favorite part. <laughs> it... Um, May still come up in this game, but it was something I wanted to incorporate in campaign one. So wait, she's Johnny Silverhand? Essentially. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it was, I wanted in campaign one, you guys find something. Uh, 
and by the time I figured out when to do it, it's when Dan wanted to do his whole thing with O'Craig. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, damn it, O'Craig would have been the best thing to find something that oh, talks yeah. to him constantly. Um, <laughs> but, uh, that would have been great. Yeah, so I was like, ah, no, the, what he chose is a lot better for the story um, yeah. going forward. But yeah, but yeah, I've looked at Ring of Mind Shielding a whole bunch because it's a great thing to have on enemies. Yep. You know, especially bosses, you know, that you're trying to track down. But I love that two people in the party have it, um, you yeah, know, which is I had fun. no idea. That's great. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, final boring stuff. Hit points, armor class. Hit points, 31. Armor class, 13. And I will lock those numbers in because I feel good about it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wasn't going to have you re-roll the hit points. That Once, once oh. you set that in. Yeah. That's, yeah. No, no, no. Not the hit points. I meant, like, the, uh, the stats. Yeah, the armor class, but... I let you. You can... Yeah around with but sure. if you're locked in with 13 that's fine yeah um all right so probably the biggest thing jen loves about this character creation part um what of uh surreal right not serial yep. surreal um surreal's uh backstory or history or just something on her general appearance that makes her stand out i know you pointed out a whole bunch of stuff but you know that's just tied to her as a character more than you know being a pirate um, so there's so much that I could say. Uh, so, okay. One of my favorite things about her, one of the first things that came to my mind when I decided I was going to be a warlock, um, when I was toying with the, the idea of being a pirate and this locked it in for me, cause I was thinking like, she needs a first mate if she's a pirate and everyone should know by now I'm obsessed with animals, especially dogs. So <laughs> my familiar is going to be a um, big blockhead of a pit bull, and his name will be Chunk, and he is her first mate. Um, And there's a backstory behind the choice behind her for preferred presence of her familiar, but um, so that'll be fun. And, you know, I don't have to worry, at least with Astaroth, you know, I was constantly having him stolen from me. Only happened once. Uh Uh-huh. But for like a year. Only once over the course of the Just one long, time. long time. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you can yeah. blame your sister for that, by the way. Really? Yeah, because... She, uh, no, I'm sorry. You can blame everyone else, because I had you, when your sister came in, lined up to go right in and oh. do that thing to get them back. Okay. And everyone else was like, why don't we go this way? That she agreed. She <laughs> agreed. It was not our fault. Yeah, because I had a vision, but, you know, that's the other campaign. You guys yeah. should listen to it if you haven't, yeah. and you'll understand what we're talking vague, about. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. So, yeah, if he if he dies, then he can just come back. I can bring him back eventually, so. Yeah, it's um, for for those unaware, Jens is going to work a little bit different than this, I think. Um, but uh, it's very much like, I hate, because I'm trying to get away from it, but I know they're very popular and it's easy to give people good comparisons. It's very much like um, Caleb's, you know, cat in in Critical Role campaign too, mm-hmm. you know, sort of. And she, I think it it might not be the same because I don't know if it's the spell or if it's something tied to you, but he can do the spell to change its shape or form. But I don't know if it's just, it might not be the same, but it's sort of the same idea that you know, um, yeah, yeah it would be fine, familiar the spell. Yep, it, yeah, yeah. It's, um, okay. A packed boon for me. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. What else with your character? Um, is there 
without just leaving it open-ended mm-hmm. with you. I'm trying to not do that because I, I, I want everybody to be very macro with this part of, of the episode, you know, where you got, but, um, is there, uh, um, I know we were talking off, um, podcast, but you know, obviously with the pirate, is there anything behind the ship that is easy to reveal now? Or just, do you have an idea what it looks like or anything? Mm. Uh, her ship, I know, and there's reasons behind this too. Her ship is not gigantic. It's nothing, um, spectacular. There may have been a ship that fits that description that she no longer has possession of. Mm. Uh, so this current ship is fine. (laughs) It's nothing special, but to her, it is her, um, she loves the sea, obviously, as a pirate. This is something she's very proud of. It's her, like greatest possession pretty much um so basically when you're on her ship you're in her throne room if if that makes sense so what she says goes kind of thing um but you know the ship is also what takes her from place to place and and helps her with her explorations because that's a huge part of her personality as you guys will learn being Mm -hmm. which you know makes sense yeah so uh yeah, let's, same final question I asked for, um, because I'm pretty sure you're not going to reveal a voice, so I can skip sure that one over. Um, <laughs> so final question, like I did for Tom, is yeah. there anything else you have not talked about about your character, or just in general, is there anything you're excited about or you're looking forward to heading into uh, Campaign 2? Yeah, uh, Yeah. so i i won't be super i won't be super specific on it but i am trying to do something different as you as you may know a warlock play uh, pledges themselves to a higher power whether it be evil or not um so i'm trying to go yeah mostly evil i'm trying to go a route where i thought about it outside the box a little bit uh and again this is going to be super vague and probably not answer anybody's questions but uh, she, she's going to have a different kind of relationship with her deity, um, whoever it may be, you'll have, you'll have to find out. Um, but I'm hoping that it can help aid us in our travels across the oceans and wherever we wind up going. Yeah. So, um, I, I'm pretty sure she did think of this, but, mm-hmm. um, I will, uh, um, Mention it now so she can maybe start thinking about it. She hasn't. Um, warlocks have to be somewhat bad, mm-hmm. your patron, or else you'd be a cleric or a paladin. So just remember that. Oh, I know. I have <laughs> I have it all worked out in my head. Uh, she's a she's a pirate. She has to be somewhat I, bad. I I only mention this because we had this discussion before campaign one when she wanted her pet to be a red dragon, yes. <laughs> which is the most evil, evil. and feared <laughs> dragon. <laughs> In the chromatic spectrum. Yep. So I want to make sure I'm going to be a little tougher because warlock means something mm-hmm. <laughs> in terms of class. Yeah. I will let it be. It doesn't need to be like a devil or a demon. It can be something. It, 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 there's. I think there's a pack that's like old great one or something like that um, is one of them. It's probably got a better name than that. That's just um, and I uh, can come up with. Yeah. But um. Yeah, there's, there's, you know, it doesn't need to be, uh, like, 
like a deal with the devil or anything like that. Yeah, it's. Um, I mean, I can give a little bit more. You so don't have to. I'm just... My, if anyone's watched Pirates of the Caribbean, um, you know Calypso. Yeah. How she really wasn't. She wasn't evil, but she wasn't yeah. necessarily she, good. She was she, out for herself. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's the kind of deity that my character will be involved with. Um, yeah. As as wild as the sea can be, that will be the the deity yeah. essentially. So. Yeah. It'll be fun to work with that. Yeah, yeah. we can always go, but yeah. Yes. That's, the only, that's the only reason I brought that up. Just because yep. we, we had some history with that. Yep. <laughs> between, the, between the two of us. Um, so yeah. Um, uh, second part of that question that I did ask, is there anything you're looking forward to campaign-wise or anything that I had presented to you um, that and to keep suspense for even Tom here? Mm -hmm. There is a thing we talked about that no one else knows about that's in this world. Yep. Um, that I know she's really excited about, but is there anything that has been released to the public and uh, players themselves? Um, so I feel like everyone probably agrees with this, but I'm really excited to work with Jonathan's character as a Warforged and knowing his his uh, his backstory. It's very unique, very interesting. I'm just I'm looking forward to going through the role playing and having our characters interact the way yeah. that we think that they should interact. Um, I'm really, ex honestly, I'm excited about everybody's characters. I feel like we're going to have a very interesting dynamic together. Okay. Um, I'm interested to see how Surreal, uh, interacts with Anthony's character. Um, being that he comes from wealth and she's all about collecting yeah. wealth. So, you know, maybe they'll be good friends. Who knows? Um, I'm excited to hear about Dan's dad bod character, how, how he's going to get along with, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just looking forward to everyone building a relationship and just seeing how everyone's going to play out, yeah. but I, it's going to be interesting. It's, it's a ragtag group where we've built together. Yeah. And not to put any pressure two days out, like I said, we're recording this right before the session, but, um, yeah, you're, a lot of those first couple episodes, you guys are going to have to make make decisions in terms of your role-playing. Not anything to do with me, but in terms of why characters like this are all together. Yeah. You know, even, you know, you know, you don't have to, like, it's going to be a lot of improv stuff and a lot of, you know, trusting, and which is why I think it being campaign two will allow that to foster. Like, last time you might have been a little unsure, I know, um first time around there's a lot less confidence to talk and do like that that's why you know anthony and dan sort of had the they took the mantle for the first early episodes until everyone got comfortable mm -hmm. doing it but you know we're jumping you in at level three so you're not going to have those you know meeting for the first wheels. time things <laughs> you guys you guys have specifically where we're jumping off you guys have met and talked a whole bunch before this um how much is up to you guys but it's a very specific thing that's leading up to the opening. Um, and we didn't want to do a meet in a, meet in a tavern opening. Yep. So I'm very excited for how we're opening it. And I'm coming up with some very good ideas for the first part of the campaign um, that are very good. And as I mentioned, I wanted everyone to do uh, what equated to loyalty quest in Mass Effect 2 um, for all their characters. Where it could be something they're striving for that's not the main story. You know, so that it didn't always feel like you needed to drive towards the main goal. Like, if we end up in a place and, say, Jonathan's like, ooh, I gotta go meet with this person to try and get in the hall, you know. Yep. Like, I'm not 
suggesting it, but sort of like, you know, you guys can make your own side quest. Sure. You know, I don't have to sit there and have five side quests and be like, hey, guys, hey, you guys, I know these three things and they're on a bulletin board, you know, <laughs> sort of. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to make you guys create your own side quest mm -hmm. um, in there. Um, so that'll be fun. Um, yeah, so I am excited. Yeah. Um, I still got a little bit of work to do because um, as most good DMs out there know, you do preparation and a lot of stuff on a macro level. And then you usually write all the micro stuff the day before. <laughs> it's all upstairs, yep. but it doesn't go down on paper until the day before. So I have a lot of work tomorrow. Um, and then and then when you start it with Dan and Anthony, you throw everything out. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> that's why you don't that's why you don't do the full preparation for a session. This is for um, DMs out there, um, unless if unless you have some kind of anxiety or something that you need to have everything prepared weeks ahead of time. That's why you don't do it until the day before, and you don't plan more than two or three sessions out. Um, just for the sheer fact of, uh, we mentioned it earlier, <laughs> I had everything ready for them to go into a certain town and fight a certain battles and get a certain dragon back. And they sidetracked for six months. Yep. In real time. Real time six months or more <laughs> sidetracked from going into that battle. Which is funny, because Jen's sister joined as a guest character just, just for that town. And she ended up staying for a year and a half because, you know, we she needed to get there because the end of her character's story was in that town. Mm -hmm. So she needed to hang around until, you know, so. But lessons learned. Yep. Um, but on, on a DM and player side, I could have <laughs> steered you more. Yes, you um, definitely could have. <laughs> but that's not the point of D&D. &D. Um, more so, I think I would have started steering if... Uh, if Steph would have, like, pulled me aside and go, hey, I really can't do this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you, know? uh, you said two episodes, Mark. What is going on? <laughs> then I would have then I would have railroaded you. Yeah, but yeah, she, if we ever have, was, if we ever have guest don't, characters. Don't let Mark fool you. She was super into it. She was. She loved oh, it. Very yeah. Good. yeah. She, she was probably the most natural improver that we had outside of Aunt and Dan who wrote, you know, sketches for yeah. and have had those improv moments together. She just came she in had, and she had the best improv moment I think of anyone yeah. on her first episode. Yeah, with the pizza toppings. Yes. Because she has an older brother and an older sister, so yeah. she's always gotta be on her toes. Yeah. And my favorite part, and I will say, and this is as much and I would love to have Stephanie back, um, is the moment when she started doing therapy session for pizza tacos, like out of nowhere. She didn't need to do that. She could have just yep. let him rant around. But she started to talk like a therapist, and just it was like I'm like, mwah. Yeah. This is this is improv. This is ad libbing and improv, and it's exactly what you know needs to happen in these yep. games. Yep. And there was no no prodding, no poking. She Anthony just asked her, "Hey, can I come talk to you?" And he just started ranting, and then she just went with him. A lot of yes ending, and it was great. Yep. So um, I'm looking forward to, and then you guys. I don't know if it was that specific moment, but the role playing got a lot better from that point for that, you know. But that was also one of our first sessions in person as well. So, yeah. so um, I can't wait to do that. I know. Yeah, Get your too. vaccines. Okay. Um, I'm working on it. <laughs> a few months. A few months yeah. will be there. Yeah. So anyway, um, thank you guys for joining me. Um, uh, double episode here, a little bit longer than we normally go. We are. When you listen to this episode, 
the first session is already aired on Twitch. It's twitch.tv slash GameVaultPod. So be sure to check out the uh, Twitter at StrangerDamies for the next session um, schedule. Um, but if you just want to listen to it as you have with podcasts, they will be airing every other Wednesday starting March 3rd. Um, in between the episode listings um, will be bonus material, whether that's an interview with one of the players just about the episode before, or if something major happens in a story. Like, for example, back in the day when Jen's dragon got stolen, <laughs> she would have been on the supplemental episode to talk about that and maybe scream at me for a half hour. <laughs> um, but that's what I mean. That's what that supplemental extra yeah. content will be. Just for those people that, um, you know, uh, splurge or there's a there's a word I'm forgetting. Um, they, they just watch that full session and don't wait for the episodes. Right. You know? Binge. 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 That's yeah, it. That's the word I was looking for. And you how know. can you not? Yeah. With this content. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, I wanted to give them something to look forward to because it'll probably be three to four weeks between sessions. Mm -hmm. um, hopefully less than that. But, you know, it is pandemic scheduling. So yeah. um, just just give them something. So just be on the lookout for that. Um, yeah, I think that's all I have. Uh, do you guys have any final thoughts? Or are we good? Yeah. Um, I'm ready. Yeah. It's, it's been too long. I'm ready yeah. to go. Same I'm excited here. for everyone to check out our new overlays. Yep. We look professional AF. Yep. Yep. I can't uh, wait to. I'm excited to stream in general. Yeah. So. Yep. And hopefully um, I'll be able to handle it and do all that. <laughs> I have my mini stream deck ready to go. Worst case, it's a, you know, it's a learning curve. Learning curve. And if it becomes too much and either my system can't handle it or I'm doing way too much to pay attention to it. We can always switch who host it. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, yeah I wanted options. to do it because I had the mini stream deck so that I could, you know, pop things up and be able to change cameras while you guys are talking. Because yep. there are long stretches when I'm not doing anything um, when you're having character interactions <laughs> and I can be fussing with, with the screen. So yeah. hopefully that'll work out. Um, so, like I said, we will be back. If you're listening to this in podcast form, next week will be episode one. Um, so be on the lookout for that. Um, make sure you follow us at Stranger Damies for updates on uh, all episode posting and all uh, session posting. And uh, guys, is it Wednesday yet? <laughs>